you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Take it away from that. I did. All right. Hey, everyone. Time for Puzzle Talk, the geocaching puzzle podcast brought to you by the Geocache Talk Network. And here are your hosts, Charles Watkins and Tom Brotherman. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. We forgot and to we do have... something. We forgot our opening? We forgot our opening. We let that Derek dude come in and produce, and he forgets to do our... That's okay. Oh, he kicked the <laughs> kick to it. That's what you get if you mess with the producer. You get That's <laughs> right. That's right. Gone. All right, so... So anyway, let's move on. <laughs> He's back. Oh, oh wow. man, that was funny. Uh, and we have special guests tonight. We've got Kim and Josh. There they are. They are Jokerus. How did the name Jokerus come about? By the way, and should I ask? John. I had a nickname in high school. I had a smile that was like the Joker from the original Batman, and people called me Joker. But when I went to get an email address, that was taken. So I added an E, and it's still taken. So I added US. That's where it came from. <laughs> That's good. Joker us. There you go. Yeah. So they're Jokers. They're with us tonight, and uh, it'll be great. We're gonna we're gonna go through a lot of cool puzzles, kids puzzles. But before we get to that, though, we got to do some news. News. news, news, news. Charles, you got the first one. All right. So today is Think of Volunteer Day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and we we wanted to take a moment. To bookcaching volunteers that work countless hours behind the scenes to make this game that we play enjoyable for everyone. But we wanted to point out that we don't just have volunteer reviewers. Yes, they are volunteers, but there's more than just those people mm -hmm. behind the scenes that make everything run smoothly, right? And so if you go to the geocaching website and look at the, the volunteers that we have, we have reviewers, we have GeoAwares. Those are the EarthCache reviewers. Yep. We have moderators that moderate in the geocaching forums. And then we have translators that work on translating the geocaching website and information into um, various new languages so that we can spread the word about geocaching around the world. Right. So those people all work behind the scenes. Um, to make things work super smooth for geocachers around the world. And we wanted to take a moment to 
thank all of them. Um, we mm-hmm. thank them every day, but especially today on Thank a Volunteer Day, we couldn't do what we do in this activity hobby game without them. And so that being said, thank you to all of our volunteers um, who helped make this a reality for us to play the game. Awesome. That was very well said, Charles. You are actually absolutely correct. We always think reviewer, but there's so many others that are part of it. So I have a quick note because we have a lot to do tonight. So I don't want to belabor news tonight, but I do have a uh, item that came to us today. Uh, it's uh, a note for Worldwide Cash Fest. If you're coming to Cash Fest and you'd like to rent a boat or a bike during that week, uh, I think it's for the weekend, actually. Um, there is a code you can use, and it's on the screen now, and it is uh, Cash22. Uh, it'll be put out as an announcement, and we'll put it probably somewhere else, maybe on the website or somewhere, but uh, that's available now. It's discount code. You get 20% off of a boat or a bike rental for the weekend uh, at uh, Worldwide Cash Fest. So thank you to Shelby Farms for providing us with a cool discount. And um, so there you go. 20% off. Can't beat it. You know, pretty, pretty substantial. You know, not, it's not like a 5% or something. I mean, 20%. That's pretty good. So, all right. Over to y'all. We've got a bunch of kids' puzzles to cover tonight. Very excited about these. I love I'm learning to love puzzles, and I really love the ones that Kim and Josh provided for, the, for us tonight. So we're going to talk through them, and this will be fun. I'll turn over to all Charles. All right, so <laughs> Q&A for... Uh, Kim and Josh to get started with this. Um, tell us how in geocaching. You cut out. Tell us how. Oh, oh, how, how you got, got started? How you got started in geocaching? Well, in the summer of 2002, I came across an article in a magazine that talked about geocaching, and I it was just my thing. I knew I would love it. And I talked to Josh about it. And was it then or was it later? We we were very naive. At some point, we printed off a map and drove up into the canyon thinking that we would be able to find this cache. <laughs> and of course, that didn't happen. <laughs> but when we got smartphones and had that capability, we joined, you know, got the app and joined main account and did a little bit. But our kids were little. And we kept finding pill bottles with wet logs and it just was not exciting to them. So we took a 1,504 day break <laughs> and then jumped back in and we've been pretty active for the last right. three years or so. Yeah. Right before COVID we started cashing again and then COVID just made it really easy to keep going. Right. So. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I hear you. Your story is not that uncommon, by the way. I think that's where, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, the first time they go out and try to find one, it's like, I mean, it's a shot in the dark. 
I mean, you don't, you have no idea if you're going to find one or not because you don't really know. You're just, just getting started. So didn't uh, even know what to look for. Right. Right. Yeah. So many people. Yeah. That happens to many, many folks. So yeah, you have, you have a, a cool story. Uh, not uncommon. I'm sure some, a lot of people listening or watching tonight will, uh, will, uh, sympathize with your beginning <laughs> our big slump jesse was like that remember jesse's story is same they found one and then they didn't find another one for a couple of years i think before they got back into it so yeah. or got into it for 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 real so <laughs> sorry I, I don't know what else you want <laughs> no, no, no that's no, good perfect. i will say um our kids didn't have a great experience when we got them started because we didn't know what we were doing as much. Mm-hmm. And a, a big motivation for Kim is making cash as the kids will love and that they right. get the right experience when they're getting started. So that's I think cool. that's motivated her a lot in the way she builds her caches, not just the puzzle caches for kids, but even just, she does a lot of cool containers with a lot of swag in them that, that will get kids excited about geocaching. Oh, cool. Very cool. Uh, all right. So in this, um when did puzzle caches kind of come across your radar and you get interested in in puzzle caches well looking on the app and not even knowing the difference between the icons i clicked on a puzzle and got really excited because hey here's a puzzle and i've always loved puzzles i used to teach elementary school and used a lot of puzzles in my classroom and just was excited and started looking at all the little blue question marks to see how many puzzles I could find and um, solve. So yeah, they quickly became a favorite type of cache. Um, and puzzle caches can are, man, the, the your is really the limit on some of those and and how that all plays out. Um, but what are the some of the things that you like about puzzle caches? I like them when they are fairly simple. <laughs> I'm not deep ciphers and multi-layered puzzles and things like that that take forever. Josh has worked on a few of those. There's a puzzle here in Utah that hasn't been solved in nine years or so. Oh, wow. And he's worked on that. I wasn't successful, (laughs) but I I spent a long time on it. (laughs) But I love the math ones, word one, jigsaw. I like a lot of them as long as they're not too hard and above my head. But I have learned a lot by watching Puzzle Talk. That's been a great experience. She, cool. I came into the room one night and she's sitting in bed solving puzzles. And I'm like, where's that one? She's like, Australia. I'm like, we never <laughs> going to Australia. She's like, but it's fun to solve them. Hey, that's, that's Tom right there. Right, Tom? Yeah. That's you, man. Guilty. I solved your jigsaw puzzle just because I got on a jigsaw puzzle kick. Oh. I would just, I would just go search jigsaw puzzles all across the world. And oh yeah. Yeah. You never know. Went... He says we'll never make it to Australia, but you never know. We might. Well, you have the joy of solving it too. Yes, exactly. When the aliens abduct me, I'll say, "Hey, can we make a minor deviation and go to Australia first before we go to wherever?" 
Because I got a bunch yep. of caches that I want to actually sign the log on. Yeah, the very first puzzle cache that I solved in Hawaii, you know, and I was like, ah, Hawaii. Eh. But I had yeah. a friend reach out to me and was like, hey, can you help me with this? And I was like, sure. So, you know, got it solved. And sure enough, that's the first cache that I ever found in Hawaii. So I, there you go. It, it can happen, you know. So, yes, I, I'm keep, hopeful. Keep doing it. And, uh, you know, it, it you know. Uh, it, it, it will, you know, they will, that will happen. Um, so in this, how did you start creating puzzle caches and why do you have this like deviation and interest in what the show is about tonight, which is creating puzzle caches generated towards, um, like kids puzzle caches. Well, when I started doing puzzles, I kept thinking of variations that I could do if I were to write a puzzle. And because I'm a former school teacher, I just have this affinity mm -hmm. for kids and writing puzzles as I did in my classroom for kids. Right. And I came across one day a tutorial puzzle. And I thought, oh, that's such a great idea. And I did that one. And I think I did every one in the series. And I thought, man, this would be great to do with kids. And then I was watching Puzzle Talk one day. And Tom talked about how kids are great resources. And he brought up the question, how many days in summer vacation? <laughs> and my son knows the answer to that, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, just all of that clicked. And very cool. I just started thinking about all of these ways that I could do this. And like Josh was saying with our kids, it just wasn't an exciting beginning in geocaching. And I want that. I don't think we've got enough youth that enjoy geocaching too many pill bottles and boring containers and wet logs and no swag and on and on. Which for us right. adults is great. I mean, we're good with that, but getting kids going it's a little trickier with that very true right that you you've hit the nail on the head yeah it's very true um so many kind of go because you, you gotta have a little bit of a wow factor uh, you know well when you're competing with electronics yeah and things like that it's it makes it hard but well and also as i was coming up with these puzzles and starting off I thought I, I want kids around here to distracting me. I want the kids around here to be able to have the opportunity to solve them. But right. I thought, you know, there's not many kids that I know of around here that, you know, will do this. And I wanted the opportunity to be for more than just our local area. So I've put on our pages that anybody, anywhere, kids, Mm -hmm. can solve our puzzles and then message us with the answer and a screenshot of the area. And then we will send them a 3d printed um, like a trophy and Yay. some swag <laughs> and different, you know, different things. And we've had, I've had several people cool. 
message me and ask if they can use my puzzles or take my idea and use that. And I, that is the perfect thing. I would love mm -hmm. that if they could spread and, you know, Right. Well, and that's a huge compliment towards you as a cash owner. When other people reach out to you and say, I really like what you got going on. I'd like to use what you've created, either recreate it, make my own caches or, or take room and use it as a learning experience for other kids. I think that's awesome yep. down here in the show notes um, about a, contacted you um from from let's see yeah a teacher from vermont messaged you um and wanted to use some of your caches tell us about that yeah she messaged me and said that she had used several of my caches in her class and gary do you have that link yeah which which link do you want me to put up it's the fsw-blog.org, it's, um, it's down in the... It's above the list of caches, the kid caches. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got that. You want me, okay. you want me to... I can put that out. Yeah. Yep. They, she um, used the caches to teach about geocaching, about coordinates, and then they did some activities with it and had a little write-up about it. And that was just so exciting to know that a whole classroom was mm -hmm. able to use the show notes, so, what yeah. I had created. And they had a great time. And I was I got more out of it than they did, I'm sure. Just made me so happy that... <laughs> this whole classroom would do that but then she sent him a pretty nice package with a lot of trophies and a random cool. printable swag that we did for him and certificates yeah just stuff for the awesome. class so it was really cool it was fun that's awesome all right so i, I wanted to point ask you about something else because i found this in the show notes and was just i was like that's brilliant how come I haven't thought about that? Especially <laughs> especially in Phoenix where you answered your own question. Where we well, <laughs> where we have a lot of these. I know that in the beginning you talked about wet logs and pill bottles and things like that. Tell us about these creative containers that you have found and where have you found them? Ah. Uh, well, I love our local thrift store. It's called Deseret Industries. And I, well, when we were first caching ourselves, you know, everything was not everything. Most things were pretty boring and container wise. I mean, obviously we really liked geocaching or else we wouldn't have continued to do it. Right. But every once in a while we would come across a unique container and it just, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it just thrilled me to have this experience of this really cool thing hidden somewhere that very few people know about. And so when we decided to start caching, I went to the thrift store and just up and down the aisles, searching cool. and searching. And the we hid our first two on the same day. And the first one was an old camping lantern and had a glass bulb and everything, very naive. 
Um, it did break, but it lasted about a year before it broke. Yeah, and then the other one was a plastic waterproof camera case. So it was clear and you could put the things in it and hiding those and getting positive responses for those just really picked up my creative juices. And now it's, I can't walk into a thrift store without seeing something in the first 30 seconds that could be a container. Right. So we've got a garage full of containers. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool though. I mean, that's something that we all probably remember. I mean, I found a very simple cache one time. Just the, the re the repurposing of, yeah. um, of all of this, you know, you repurpose something and, and can turn it into, you know, and then it reminds you of the video from, um, you know, a couple of years ago from, uh, the, Oh, what am I thinking of the geocaching videos? Mm -hmm. Um, the GIF event where that's not yeah. trash, that's a geocache. <laughs> right. And, and so it's very fitting. And I, you know, I read that and I was like, I'm going to have to swing by, you know, the, the secondhand store and the thrift store and see, see what they got. Yeah. yeah. So. Right. One, of the right. first, one of the first series we did was a bunch of toys that right. I found and hit along a stretch of I-15 and I called it the kid stretch cash series. So, you know, you stop and the kids can get out and stretch. Right. And they're all toys and things like that, that you just find little fun places in them to hide good swag. You have to have good right. swag. And yeah, that was, that was the beginning of kind of the kid themed caches that we have. That's awesome. Cool. All right. So getting into some of your. Uh, I was going to say, if I could oh. just figure out how to get this out of this. This would get repurposed <laughs> into a bison tube. There you go. A very large bison tube. That's awesome. That's we also funny. 3D print some cool containers, too. I've learned to modify almost anything on the internet that somebody's already created and turn it into a geocache. If I, so nice. that was one of the first things I learned to do was modify you know, a dog, a, a nice dog statue, and turn it into a geocache just because it's fun to. That'd be a awesome. cool show someday, too, because you have to figure out Within the 3D printed thing, you got to figure out how to bifurcate it, right? Or do you cut it in there or do you cut it once you get it done? I actually take, yeah, no, I actually figured out a technique where I could take uh, uh, two different models and overlap them in Prusa. And one is like the hollow screw and the other one is the screw lid. So oh, it's cool. super simple to convert something into nice. a geocache. Nice. Yep. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's clever. Yep. That's very very well done Ex excellent josh all right so now we're gonna focus in on some of your caches um i like that each cache page that you have explains how to solve the puzzle and, and what you need for that so um there's there's no like i gotcha in the in these cache pages um you've really you've really geared them towards um, you know, being able to be solved, right. And having younger cashers come in and be able to do that. So it's something, um, I see that you said that one of your goals in this series was 
uh, for parents or grandparents or older siblings to be able to spend time with their kids off of their electronics. Right. Right. And, and solve some of these puzzles. Um, and so really like that you've done that. So we're going to come in and jump into some of these caches um, in these cache pages and show a couple of them um, for our viewing audience um, and whatnot. And we'll just kind of have you, um, you know, give us a little backstory um, and, and how you kind of came about some of these. Um, and the, the first one that, um, I want to, to go over, um, and we are talking about this before we got on was, um, and I've got the cash page that I'll share mm-hmm. here with it was, um, the tap code kid puzzle number 10. I'll throw it in the chat room so they can play along, yeah. and, play along at home. Here's so, the cash if you want to play along at home. Yep, and for our audio listeners who will listen to this later, it's GC984GT. Okay, well, this one came about while I was watching Puzzle Talk. And the I can't remember much about the show other than this was talked about. And <laughs> things like this just hit me. And I went all in the internet, searched it, read all the things about it, watched YouTube videos of the guy who used it in World War, or sorry, Vietnam. Spent a long time explaining it all to me. (laughs) (laughs) And just knew that I, oh, the first, the top part of that page is um, pictures of the kids in Vermont that solved. Oh, the classroom. I highlighted them on some of the pages. Very cool. Very cool. But I, you know, the whole time I'm researching and learning about this, I'm thinking about the best way to make this a kid cache. So um, I talk about it. I give some links to learn more about the tap code and explain it. And right there is the, you know, the code that they need to look at. And then there's a link below that, that they can listen to me as I tapped out the code cool for to find the cash right ah so your your embedded youtube video that you have to go and watch um well that one is explaining a a couple of them are explaining i guess maybe the maybe the link is above that is just the audio okay gotcha above that So this is a perfect example of what Tom and I have, you know, have asked for from some of our uh, viewing and listening audience in the past is that if you've learned something on our show and created a puzzle based off of something that you have watched and learned, then if you would share that, we would highlight it in a show. And here we are highlighting you know one of your caches that you learned about from tom so it wasn't a conversation that i had is it's that guy um <laughs> you know so uh that's that's really cool that you have that you took that and and 
applied that and then and then not only that but you have simplicated it and gave instructional material for learning it um, so that other people you know could come in and solve it and if you come across some of these that you don't know what they are this is a perfect cash page to fall back on as a resource mm. to teach you how to decipher puzzles like this uh, i think you did a bang up job with this and hit it out of the park well thank yeah. you Thank you. I'm going to double down on that you. because I've I've seen a few tap code puzzles, but I don't know that any of them I've seen were audio. Oh. Really? How would they do that? With just pictures and stuff. Oh. Hmm. Yep. Well, awesome. I also listened to you guys talk on Puzzle Talk about using audio. So that probably played a part in that decision, too. I love it. I mean, I, I love when they have audio or visual type things where it's not just just hunting. I mean, hunting a cache page is okay, but it's kind of fun, though, to have outside uh, references yeah. and, and experiences. That are well, and I try it. to sneak in extra learning. So here's you know, the history lesson in with this one. <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely. You you you're, you never stop learning. Um, and I, I think it's great that uh, you know, as a, a former teacher that you have continued to educate the masses through through geocaching, um, you know, and, and I think it's great. Yeah. Very cool. I would say that's like it would be a good code to know. Oh, the tap code one. Yeah. Where are we headed next? So the next one I wanted, uh, we also talked about this one before the show. And as a wildlife biologist, somebody who has graduated college with a biology degree, this one kind of struck me. And I went and looked at this one. This was the first one of your caches on the list that I actually went and looked at. Um, so it is the Animal Tracks Kids pu Kid Puzzle number five. Um, let me... I have it, so let me pull are you gonna, up my... Are you, are you going to tell the whole story like you told us and tell how hard you made it? <laughs> I, we, may, we may get there. Um, <laughs> we so just for, might. For our audio listeners, it's GC9745Y. And so when I got to this cache page, it, sh it shows this. Um, and, and I scrolled down and I stopped right about there. <laughs> and then I started looking at it and I was like, oh, yeah, I know what, you know, I know what I is. I is going to be a beaver. And then D is turkey tracks. And so I started going through there as a biologist. So I was like. You know, yeah, I, I know this one and I know this one and this is a dog and this is some kind of cat and this is a raccoon and, you know. And, a, you know a, is a, a is a trash panda, right? That's right. That is, <laughs> trash panda. It, it is. But there were a couple of these that I was like, I have no idea what E or F is. 
you know, or maybe it was K, right. you know, but you know, yeah, EF K ends up in there, but I was like, I have no idea where this, where to even start with some of these. I, you know, and of course this before I, I just scrolled down to the puzzle part of it. And then right. if you keep scrolling, <laughs> there's a key. There's the key. And had I gone down and looked at this, I, I could have saved myself a little heartache. <laughs> But I was really super stoked that once I realized that there was a key that gave me the needed information, that I was like, hey, I was right on those. Um, (laughs) You know, so it was the uh, it was the mink and the weasel that I sit there looking at, like, I have no I have no clue what footprints these are. Um, But I like you say, you keep learning. Yeah, well, and like my like my teacher said, read all of the instructions, read everything (laughs) to the end. And then when you get to like instruction number 20, it says sign your name at the top of the page and turn the paper in. Yep, I used that. Right. So you sign your name, turn the paper in, it's blank. You didn't answer. (laughs) Yep. And so this read all of the information that you have. Um but um, so w- when I was looking at this and whatnot, it reminded me of the Crocodile Dundee movie where he's sitting there with a group of school kids and he's like, what are these animal tracks? And they're like, oh, that's a lizard. And what are these? And that's a rabbit. And what is this? And everybody's kind of looking around. We don't know. Oh, well, that's, you know, Mikey's bicycle tire. you know so where did the inspiration for this because um you know animal tracks is not something that i would have thought of um even though it's well in my wheelhouse it's something i would have i would have not thought to put something like this together so where did you get this fabulous idea for for footprints I wish I could remember. I think I know. <laughs> I don't. There's so many times we're out hiking and we see footprints and we've got our dogs. Uh, and I'm yep. like, do we let them off the leash or not? What kind of animal is that? You know, <laughs> if it's if it's a if it's a weasel, I don't care. But, you know, right. if it's a bobcat, then it matters. Right. But yeah, yeah. Exactly I, I'm just right. saying, for example, I don't know. Weasels can be pretty dangerous, too. But but yeah, we don't know what kind of animals we're looking at there. And I don't know if I need to let the, I need to keep the dogs on the leash. Yep. That Smart. probably is what it was. That makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, that's but awesome. also kid puzzles, so there is going to be a key. It's not uh, where Google is your friend and you have to go research everything. Right. So, yes. That's exactly. cool, though. Yeah. It's... Google's not my only friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's for another show that Tom will do. Google is not my only friend. Well, the cash page would have been mine had I continued reading. I stopped yes. at the puzzle, um, which is my fault. <laughs> yeah, so then we cool. would have learned A Clever. is not a trash panda. It's not. It's not. <laughs> but see, they're, they're sneaking some learning in, the science. Just have to keep sneaking things in there. Trash panda was further down, right? <laughs> the raccoon. Raccoon's um, not on that list. 
Oh, he isn't on that list. You're right. Nope. No. Bobcat, turkey, crow. Bink, Unless musk, that critter's a trash panda of the north. Muskrat, beaver, fox, dog, <laughs> weasel. <laughs> it's a Canadian trash panda. Canadian trash panda. That's good. Um, all right. So I want to jump over to your number 11 puzzle. Um, the folding fun kid puzzle. Um, because I'm looking at this of it um, and want to have you share with our viewers um, about this. Let me pull up the cash page to share. Um, and for our audio listeners, that's GC981RE. I'm adding it to the... I'll also this put it one in, came in the chat room. Go ahead. Because I was cleaning out a drawer with paper in it that had some origami paper in it because Josh used to really like to do origami. And cool. I was still in my creating kid puzzle mode. And I thought, what could I do with folding paper? And so I looked online to see what kind of folding paper puzzles there were. And I saw something similar to this and got really excited and created this. Right. But if you scroll down a little bit more, there is a practice puzzle. Ooh. Or maybe it's above that. It might be above it. Oh, no, no, no. There's a link to it or it's in the gallery. I can't remember. Oh, okay. But so the idea is that they would print out the practice puzzle. And then right there, you can see the link that says tutorial video here. Yes. And then I, on the video, explain how to fold that practice puzzle. And so when they're done, they know how to do the puzzle. And then they can print out the north and west and do the folding and figure out the coordinates. And then very, I took this clever. puzzle idea and created a not kid puzzle. Uh, oh. adult puzzle that's you know doesn't explain things very much and in fact i called it green popsicle and rambled on about green popsicles for a while and then presented the puzzle to them and i've been surprised i don't think anybody's ever uh messaged me for a hint on that one but maybe it's because they did this kid puzzle first. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, and I like that you have a link to a tutorial and then you also give, this is where I learned from the, from the first yeah, mistake I made. I love that. That, that you have instructions that yeah. you need to print these. You need to cut out each large rectangle, um, you know, Good resources, the, yeah. Yeah. And so, this really does follow the instructions through, read all of the cash page, um, <laughs> all of the things that we sit there and tell people to do that Charles didn't do. <laughs> We've all been there, though. You're not <laughs> yeah, the only no. one. You're not the only one that's ever done that. So, um, no, that that is it's clever. That's it's so it's so. I mean, it's it's perfect. I think too often we we just throw a puzzle at a kid and go. I don't know. It may take you longer than possible, but 
You can figure it out. It's like they don't have the context sometimes. They don't have the life, you know, understanding of certain things and they need they need context. They need to know how to look at things sometimes because they just haven't they don't have the experience. So so I, I love what you're doing there with that. Well, and my thought too, and this is just because it's how my brain works, that mm -hmm. I thought as they were solving these folding puzzles, right? maybe they would create some of their own right. folding puzzles to give to somebody else. So I remember the days of, uh, what was it, Dynamite? Uh, the magazine? Um, or yeah, Dynamite yeah. the magazine where you there was a there was seemed to be always a folding puzzle or was that Mad Magazine where you Mad Magazine had the folding puzzle yes had the folding puzzle that's right, but you kind of I mean some of them were were when you first look at it, you're like I don't see what they're you know once you fold yep. it you're like oh okay I could see it now but sometimes you can't see it at first and that's the beauty of the folding puzzle is you can't see it sometimes so. Yeah, very cool. She also used, I mean, there's a lot of common things in puzzles for adults. Then she also uses some of these to transition the kids into some of those things where she'll introduce some of the concepts we're used to in puzzles or some of the codes that we commonly use um, to kids, but fully explain how to use those codes without having to go find an app or, a, you know, Google. Um, right. And, and so it introduces them to more more difficult puzzles that you might stumble across. So sure. Yeah. Could we look at the chocolate pig pen one? That's the one I was sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, while we're pulling that up, Mini Mag's asking uh, if it's okay, and I, I'm sure it's okay. But do you mind if they they copy some of your ideas? Please, I would love that <laughs> so much. Yes. That'd be awesome. Thanks, Mini Mag. All right, so I know that Tom's gonna like this one because it's it's got candy in it. <laughs> yep, um, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> candy. So okay, so this idea actually came about because of a container that I found at the thrift store. <laughs> and in fact, Gary, maybe you could find that in the show notes. The picture. Yeah, we'll do. With this one. Yep, I just um, want to. I put that in the the, the thing there. So I knew that I wanted to use this cipher in one of my kid puzzles. I used it a lot when I was teaching. And then I found this container and it sparked an idea for me. So if you want to scroll down a little bit, you can see how I presented it. I used Tootsie Rolls and M&Ms. It's yeah. two of my favorite candies. <laughs> that would be the appearing puzzle for me. That would be what? The disappearing puzzle, because I'd be eating it the whole time. <laughs> so each of those are a word. So you have to spell out the word to get the oh, coordinates. Oh, you got it already. Yep, you got it. Sorry. Well, no, nope, you're good. He's got it. Pat so, he got it. He got it. Yep. Um, Gary, um, scroll up. There's a container that looks like a lifesaver. There's a picture of a container that looks like a lifesaver. Actually, life this one isn't that. The lifesaver oh. one is the coated candy. I do have that uh, picture of the container, though. Yeah, there it is. That one. one. <laughs> it's this one, which is the 
Where did you find this container? This is awesome. At the thrift store. Thrift I think store. there's another one there that shows it open. Oh yeah, let me go down. That's crazy though. It's it's so tell people what that is for the audio listeners. So it's a s'mores kit. I don't even really know. It had a tray in it. I think you put all of your ingredients mm-hmm. for s'mores into it. And yeah. That's awesome. Great container. Yeah. Hershey's s'mores plastic container. Yeah. That's awesome. But I do let the kids know there will be no chocolate inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah bummer. <laughs> I think I suggest Just... they might go out for a chocolate ice cream after. Okay. I'm good with that. Them. I'm good with that. <laughs> I love the creativity of this because not, and you carry these themes throughout from beginning to end. And for somebody who likes to find or will go out and look for puzzle caches, and then you find one that's themed like this, right? Oh, I love so that. it's, it's pig pen cipher, you know, chocolate, there's candy involved with it. And then you take that all the way through to the container at the end. And so you keep that theme going all the, I mean, from the work at the house, solving the puzzle, all the way to finding it in the field. That's awesome. For me as a finder, to find somebody who does that and does it well like these are, yeah, those are automatic favorite points given for me. Yeah, um, me too. And there's nothing I like better than finding like a Star Wars cache and puzzle and solving it and then getting out there and like the container is a 3D Mm -hmm. printed, you know, one foot tall R2D2 that his head screws off (laughs) and everything's down. Like that's the creme de la creme. Like you have you have done that. So you have this chocolate candy themed puzzle that. Uh, you know, is a pig pen cipher that teaches not only do you have the history of the pig pen cipher to teach them, right? But you're incorporating candy with it. So now they're like, oh, hey, candy, right? <laughs> and you carry that through to the cash to the final container at the end. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's bonus work. That's awesome. Well, can we look at the Lego lingo one? Yeah, that's the yep. next one that I have up on. <laughs> my screen so let me share that so the lego lingo while while you're getting there let's get this question have you ever got puzzle puzzle ideas from the kids not that i can think of our our kids are teenagers now and like we said we kind of well then they should they should know everything then we ruined we ruined them on geocaching in the beginning because we didn't do it right so they're not they're not fans Geocaching. Oh, bummer. Um, so, and so then, Gary, can you pull up the container for this one? Yeah. As well? I'll just put, I also put it in the the chat for everybody. GC97T7G, correct? Did I get that right? And also, yes. I should say that at the bottom of every one of these kid puzzle pages is the list of the entire series with a link. So nice. if you just get to one, yes. then you can link to all of the rest of them. Very cool. Yes. Which is cool. So if you find one you can solve that's on your level, you can know you know there's others there. Yep. 
You don't have to have a doctorate in physics to figure these out. I no. like this one. <laughs> I like this one because the code comes before the puzzle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So for me, when I stop at the puzzle, I at least now have gone past the, you know, the the master sheet that I need to decipher everything. That's funny. Um, yeah. And see, this one I thought kids could do this too. You can make up your own language using Legos and leave messages for each other in your family or something. So I just created, you know, what what Lego piece would represent each letter. And then if you scroll down, you can see, you know, you can use that code to figure out each of the words. And in this one, like in the pig, peg, pig pen one, each of those words was like seven, zero, you know, and so forth. This one actually gives you instructions of what to enter into certitude when you're done. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Right. Yeah, and you've got this. Um, you've got this worked out really well. Um, you know, so it's this is um, quite a bit of work for some of these words, um, which is cool. It, it this is very. Um, you know, as as a Lego fan growing up and mm -hmm. the bane of my mom's foot. <laughs> Are those the one by ones? Yeah, uh -huh. were, were my little were my Legos. One so by any, twos. Man, yeah. anytime she came into the into my room and it was, you know, I was building something with Legos, she just stopped at the door and was like, No, nah, I'm not <laughs> going in there anymore. Um, you know, and so this is really uh cool and outside of the box thinking for um you know what you would what you would do with spare legos that you have uh, around mm -hmm. the house i really like it well and then gary if you'll show the container charles has got it. keep going charles i think or i got it yeah you got it there you go okay so there's my container pretty funny and if you look the next one will show it open. I got that at the thrift store. And then the swag inside were little Legos that I found at the dollar store. <laughs> awesome. And I opened those up. And the one in the back corner there, you can see are two little Lego guys that I also got at the dollar store. Nice. So all of the swag inside, like you were saying, Charles, from beginning to very end, including the swag sticks with the same theme <laughs> i you know i love it uh, that goes to show the creative creativity of um uh, cash owners um and I, you know i i hope that more people um you know would would kind of fall mm -hmm. on that and say look yeah. and realize that a cash owner took the time to create a puzzle based off of this and follow through with a container and swag mm -hmm. for that. Um, you know, it, I love that they are kids, kid targeted, but nothing stops grown adults from solving any of these. No. And, 
and you know, grown adults, um, you know, should sit there and realize how much work you put in to some of these and the creativity that you have from beginning to end on this. Uh, I love it. Uh, you know, these all, um, you know, are, are for me, are home runs in mm-hmm. my consideration for um, what, what I base on what I give favorite points out for. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, we have a lot of really good feedback and we a lot of some good, good friends. Points. Yeah. Yeah. That B Mars is on here saying hi. So, hey, Brady. Yeah. Um, and speaking of home run, can we just look at the very last one there just real quick? I don't know how much time we have. We, yeah, we got time. We, we, we got time. I was going to ask Charles. I didn't know you were a Lego guy. So when you when you saw the key, when you saw that key, did you go like, oh, man, I wish I had a cue or whatever. Pick one. Pick one, right? right. I was thinking, man, anybody's a Lego fan is going to pick something out of that thing. Oh, man, I need that piece. You know, oh yeah. So, you know, I'm, uh, my little Lego little mini me that I had, um, went MIA. I know. Uh, And and that's okay because I have found out that you can custom make like a three inch or four inch tall one. Like a large minifig. Yeah. So I need to find, um, I need to talk to either Chad or, um, someone offline that has a glow forge and see if we can um work out a etch, deal etch, etch the tracking code into the back of my new minifig that i'm working on nice creating so that i can recreate this um and then believe it or not one of my track the trackable tag that was attached to my minifig um i have one that came from the manufacturers in china that Whoa. doesn't doesn't have a trackable code on the back of it. Like it never oh. got it never, never got, got laser engraved. So wow. it it was like the proof, and I still have it. And so I was like, yeah. So maybe if we can glow forge a tracking number in this new minifig and yeah. in the back of this, my two trackables will come back to life. But <laughs> I love it. I love your uh your your use of this. Let me share Ooh. this screen. Which one are we going to now? This is the Who's On First Kid Puzzle number 13. Okay. Um, I'll add that to the chat room so they can play along at, play along at home. Right. So I love the Abbott and Costello back and forth of this from oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. back in the day. Um, but for our audio listeners, it's GC9A3NJ. Very cool. Okay, so this one also came about because of a container that I found at the thrift store. <laughs> and if you want to pull that up at some point, it's a it's a baseball you, bat. You reverse engineered it. Kim. I know. <laughs> you, you you did it. That's awesome. Hey, I, that's something though that more people should do, in my opinion, is Sometimes you got to reverse engineer it. Sometimes you got to find the container and then figure out what to do with it after you find the container. Cause that's, you know, clever. If you, if you, yeah. You find a really cool container. You need to make it something for it. Yeah. Come up, 
if not a puzzle, I, at least come up with a cool story for a traditional. She, yeah. Well, I, just to go a little bit away from the puzzle caches, she she's done a bunch of themes, colors mm -hmm. series, cache series, and a lot of those are based on that. She'll find a cool. container and she's like, okay, I need to fit this into my cash series or I need to fit this into my color series. Or I need to fit this into the holiday series. And then right. she'll come up with a really good name based solely on the container. Perfect. So, But that does bring up a point that when you have cool containers, cool containers tend to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. So I have had to replace, but you know, I I go into this with that knowledge and I'm, sure. I put it out and if it goes if it disappears, that's just part of the game, and I replace it. Sometimes I have to archive it because it really was totally based on the container. But um, but I also, like, I have a food series, and all of the containers are shaped like food. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, right off the bat, the top of the pineapple disappeared. Oh, no. Well, I was at the thrift store a couple days later, found wasn't the same, but it was a pineapple container. So I purchased it and was able to swap that out. And I have yet another pineapple container in our garage in case that one goes missing. So I have been able to have some backups just in case. No, that's, that's great. I mean, that's, um, I found one like that one time. It was, it was a hot dog. I mean, it just, it was simple, but yet I re still remember it. I mean, it was just, I mean, we don't always remember the generic container, but we tend to remember the ones that are like, that are unique and right. kind of like, it doesn't have to be, I think people sometimes kind of like puzzles. They kind of overthink it. They're like, Oh, I need to come with some elaborate, you know, I, I can't do this one because I need to go find, you know, some elaborate container. It's like, sometimes it's, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be, you know, the be all end all container. It just needs to be something cool. Obviously it needs to be something that can work in the environment, but a simple plastic hot dog, you know, and it was themed, you know, was, was fun. It was something that, you know, when you get there, you don't, I didn't expect it. And so when you see it, you're like, perfect. It was perfect. Right. So, <laughs> You know. Okay, so can we look at that? Who's on first yeah. on the? Yeah, let's bring that one. Uh, Charles Link's pulling out, pulling up the. So here I'm trying to bring a little bit of culture to the kids, also. Nice. Um, a little bit of that history and Abbott and Costello, and I talk about Abbott and Costello just a little bit, and I give a link to them doing their Who's on First bit. And yeah. then there's this graphic here that puts a number with mm -hmm. each of the positions. And so you can see underneath that, A is who, B right. is right, filled, and so forth. So that's how you solve that one. Uh, GC9A3NJ. I think we might have mentioned it, but I want to make sure and mention it for our audio listeners later on that they can pull that up and take a look at that one. Yeah, I really like this one. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, you always sat there and listened to me like, who's on first? Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, third and, base. <laughs> I don't know. So, third base. 
And so you you get through that. And I like how you've done what, what, today, who, tomorrow, today, why, <laughs> right? And yep. so, so in that, they don't know that all they know is who's on first, right, going into this based off of, you know, some knowledge of it. So I like how you've taken this and and now you're going to have to listen to the audio of this, <laughs> this old bit that is yes. timeless. It's timeless. It is, it is timeless. This is my um, favorite cash he's done. I love this. I And I've always loved Abbott and Costello. So this is perfect. So. Yeah, it is perfect. Well, um, there's so many skills. They're getting culture, but they have to listen. Mm-hmm. And you know it's a it's Key. a new way to use yep these words and yeah anyway there there was a lot yeah. of thought that went into all of that so. that is perfect and, and there's is the this container ca- this cash page that's the, that's the container that you found at the thrift store <laughs> which is a clear for our audio listeners it's a clear baseball bat for the for the barrel of the bat and it's got a bright orange handle and a bright orange cap on the top of it but yep. it's it's almost like what you would like use to play like wiffle ball back in the day they used to wiffle ball used to have a a I really short ball. really fat bat yeah so does the end cap screw off of this it does and if you can see i've got balls inside of it yeah i see that right. there's like a golf ball and Very a theme basketball and a volleyball <laughs> and and Again, that that carrying that theme through the puzzle, oh, yeah. through the container to the swag that's in the thing at the end, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a home run. This it is. Thing, <laughs> this, you Pun know, intended. Ex- literally, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, this thing, uh, you know, I hope that... Um, you know, and and roughly this series of caches um, is is in the Provo, just south of Provo, Utah area. I think the farthest one north is Orem, and this is actually in Miller County, so it's quite a ways away from the other the bulk of them. Right. But right. sometimes you have to you have to go out in the middle of nowhere to hide big orange bats. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and hit that true, in a big bush. Yeah, perfect. That is a true statement. But I mean, you have shown us as a cash owner that this is possible, right? Yeah, I agree. That that can carry a theme all the way through. You are, you know, this series, and if you've carried this over to your other caches outside of just these these kids puzzle caches that we are highlighting today, right? If you've carried that through some of your other caches that people who vacation or visit the, you know, greater Provo I-15 corridor um, up and down from Salt Lake down to St. George. Cause I saw that you have quite a spread of caches in Utah. I, I hope people come out and specifically come to bring their kids or grandkids. Uh, and if you don't have or kids ju- or, or grand- just be a kid, that's right. Yeah. Bring, take exactly. Tom with you. 
Um, <laughs> and, and I hope that you get inundated with amazing logs and tons of favorite points because these caches yeah. deserve them. I, even if they're I agree. written and designed or geared towards kids, I still think that the, the amount of work that you have put in, the attention to detail and things like that for these caches deserve great logs, deserve tons of finds, and deserve mm -hmm. favorite points. I agree. No, it's been great. Y'all have been great tonight. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, and we would definitely want to have y'all come back sometime and talk some more uh puzzles uh these have been uh a lot of fun i think the the i know the chat room has been popping a lot on these and uh i know people that are listening later uh are gonna really enjoy and watch and watching later uh are gonna really enjoy these so again thank you guys so much for being on with us tonight uh it's been it's been fun and it's been enlightening and, and giving people at least giving me a bunch of ideas i know Hopefully it's given other people a, a lot of ideas as well of what to do uh, or idea possibles, you know, variations on a theme for sure. So. Absolutely. Yep. And with that, I think we're going to wrap up and we'll see everybody Nick. We'll see everybody Tuesday for gadget talk and then continuing on down the road as we do our different shows and uh don't forget to click again, on that like button smoosh the like button please as tom would say right smoosh s m o o s h yep again thank you guys and we'll uh we'll see y'all uh again uh and again thanks everybody for watching tonight good night everybody Thank you.